The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are a visionary. You have a vision. You just need to create it and bring it to life. Welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with your host, Kate Ebner. Our program will be an hour of inspiration from leaders who are making their visions happen and will set you on the path to having a big impact through your leadership and the life you really want. Now here's your host, Kate Ebner. Good morning and welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. I'm your host, Kate, and I'm so excited to welcome you to our show today. You know, life expectancy in the United States has risen drastically in the last century and Actually, by about 11 years over the past five decades, millions of people are living 10, 20, even 30 years or more past the age of retirement. But what does this stage of life look like? What could it look like uh, with the right amount of imagination? Here to talk with me about this today are the two men who have literally written the book on reimagining the second half of life. They are Alan Weber and Richard Leiter, who wrote Life Reimagined, a book that's part of a visionary new movement by AARP. I want to welcome you both to the show. Good morning, Alan and Richard. Good morning, Kate. Thank you. Morning, Kate. Great to be with you. Thank you. I'm so glad that you are. You know, each of you is very well known for your important contributions. Richard is the co-author or author of more than eight books, three of them bestsellers, a highly regarded coach who's worked with thousands of people to find and connect with their purpose, also has previously been a guest on our show on the topic of purpose. And Alan is the founding editor of Fast Company Magazine. He's also been the editorial director and managing editor of the Harvard Business Review. Together, you've written this powerful new book that really reads like a conversation. It's called Life Reimagining, Life Reimagined, Discovering Your New Life Possibilities. And, you know, I want you both to know that when we um, put the word out that we were going to have you on the show, we had a wonderful response from our readers and our listeners who really were drawn to this idea of reimagining their lives. In fact, we had lots of inquiries about how do we do this and how do we get started. So I want to ask you first, what brought the two of you together to write the book? And why don't, Richard, why don't you take this one? Well, we uh, met in the mid-90s when uh, Alan was um, full-scale into uh, the launch of Fast Company. And then I had the privilege of being part of uh, Fast Company's live events over about a 10-year period. And we st- stuck together, uh, saw each other on a regular basis. But then uh, AARP beckoned, and uh, we've, we've both been involved in the launch of the the Life Reimagined Movement Institute, and now book or handbook for the revolution that AARP uh, commissioned us to write. Wonderful. Well, you know, I know that it is, as you said, it's a book, it's a revolution, it's a social movement, um, it's a community of people who are bravely reimagining their lives, um, particularly during this stage between middle age and old age, but Actually, I think that what you're teaching um, applies to all life stages. And I'm curious, Alan, from your perspective, 
What do you think the opportunity really is? What's the invitation to join the movement all about? Well, I think, Kate, the, the uh, situation in the United States today is that more and more people are going through transitions in their lives on an ongoing basis. Uh, the old days when you would get a job after college or after you got out of school at any age and you would settle into one pursuit and you would follow that for 30 or 40 years, you'd hit retirement and then you would go into your so-called golden years, that model is as, uh, frankly, out of date as the, some of the old TV shows from the 50s. Mm-hmm. And instead, you know, instead what happens is, and it doesn't matter what your age is, we're all going through more and more transitions. I've got uh, two children, 35 and 30. They're going through transitions all the time, trying to figure out what's next. And the question that, that uh, the Life Reimagined book uh, asks people and then tries to help answer is, what, what's your what's next moment, and are you prepared for it? Because I think a lot of us are prepared to, to do work or to have leisure, but what we're not prepared for are these transitions, and they're coming more frequently, they're more disruptive, and it's not a life skill that many folks have uh, thought about or, or prepared for or mastered in their own daily existence. So transitions are the new, the new normal. And this mm. book and the Life Reimagined movement uh, summons people to this transition uh, reality and says, let's make the most of it, let's prepare for it, let's get skills for it. There are techniques and, and, and uh, uh, activities that people can use on a day-to-day basis or a month-to-month basis so that when a transition arrives, they're not knocked off balance they're able to handle it with a great degree of uh, courage and with uh, purpose. Well, I, I think this is a very important um, practical point that you're making, Alan, about more and more transitions, and we find ourselves faced with this what's next moment. I found in the work that I do um, that when we offer a retreat and we, we t- title it What's Next?, we get a, an immediate response. <laughs> People really need help and, and want to have that conversation and want to understand what's the process for getting from where I am to where I want to go. And Richard, for you, this is, um, I don't know that it's right to say it's the culmination of your life work, but you've certainly been helping people connect with their purpose and find their path and um, you know, align themselves in their lives with who they really are for a long time. What do you think is especially compelling about the concept of life reimagined? Well, I think uh, we say there's a manifesto for life reimagined with choice, curiosity, and courage as three uh, concepts and practices. And I think um, what's compelling about it is that there's a shift, a mind shift. It used to be, as Alan was speaking about, the old paradigm or the old story of uh, life and aging was grow up, grow old, and it was freedom from something, freedom from work, freedom from having to get up in the morning. And during the Industrial Revolution or the agricultural years, etc., people were spent and they did need freedom from that. Now, the operative uh, concept is freedom to, freedom to choose freedom to be curious and explore and discover, freedom 
too, be courageous and try some new things out. So there's this discovery mindset, a shift from freedom from to freedom to, that I think is, is the compelling kind of a core of the whole Life Reimagined uh, movement. You know, Life Reimagined comes at a time when we are uh, moving through some very economically and politically challenging times where people haven't been feeling very powerful in this country uh, and around their choices um, in, in life. And one of the things that really resonates with with me and with many of the people uh, with whom I speak is the idea of uh, taking the reins, you know, going from reacting to what's happening in the world and what's happening to you to actually being purposeful and deciding that, yes, you know, you can reimagine your life. You can um, begin to decide and choose um, who you want to be and who you want to be next. I'm curious, um, um, Richard, when you're working with people on this shift from reacting to acting purposefully, what do you think is the big aha that comes for people in that process? Uh, I think the biggest aha is that we say two things that uh, are core to the book. One is uh, everybody is an experiment of one, so everybody gets to do it their own way on their own in their own time. So they're unique, and so there and there isn't a silver bullet or a magic prescription. And secondly, we say isolation is fatal, and going it alone and uh, is not a good idea. So whether it's reading or in a live workshop or digitally, I think one of the big ahas is, is that, yeah, I am unique, number one. And number two, uh, there are a lot of people thinking, or not thinking, but are at a what's next moment, at an uh, inflection point in their own life. And it is the norm. I'm not weird. I'm not odd. I'm not different. I'm actually in the mainstream in many ways, and these new life skills I better get good at this. And um, so I think that's kind of the, the conversation that reveals itself to people when they start to, to open book up or open up the website. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, let me jump in for one second because you asked about, about how Richard and I came together. And I want to just say a word about the process of writing the book. And you mentioned it sounds like a conversation when you read it. That's we, right. We We read the book out loud as we wrote it to each other. And there's a lot of humor and good energy and good spirit in the book, and that speaks directly to your question about uh, what people are up against right now. There, there is no doubt that uh, these are, inter- if not difficult, at least interesting times for, for most people in the United States. Young people come out of college, the, the career track isn't open necessarily, it's hard to find work. <clears throat> Older people thought they were going to be able to uh, scale back or retire, live on what they'd uh, earned and saved over the years and the Great Recession put a big dent in everybody's financial expectations. Mm-hmm. That said, I think a lot of it boils down to uh, attitude and personal philosophy. And I think Richard and I uh, came to, uh, I think we agree that one of the most uh, important and uh, interesting and fun chapters in the book is Chapter 2, which is called Get Real. And in it, we tried to address uh, the people who we met when we were researching and developing the book who would sit in in the room as we were talking about life reimagined, and you could spot them a mile away because of their body language. They'd have their uh, their arms folded across their chest, 
and they'd have their eyes sort of cocked up at the ceiling, and they'd be checking their watch, you know, when is this going to be over? And essentially it was an attitude of, this doesn't apply to me, I can't do this, this is just hopelessly optimistic and unrealistic Mm -hmm. and romantic. And we address the the concerns of those folks head-on in Chapter 2, and we say, the the fact is that life reimagined is real. An attitude of this doesn't apply to me is a self, that's a choice. You know, if you say you can't do it, you can't do it. You've already mm-hmm. ruled yourself out. But mm-hmm. if, you, if you look at the life reimagined process, it is absolutely common sense, reality-based, personal choice. And so the mantra that Richard mentioned of choice, curiosity, and courage, the reason choice is first is that we all have a choice to make. Do you think of yourself as a victim? If you think of yourself as a victim, you're a victim. And you rule yourself automatically off the playing field of life. But if you think about yourself as somebody who can handle difficult times or rise above them or learn from them or even take advantage of them by making uh, good choices, Uh, and stepping into opportunities and acting with curiosity and courage, all of a sudden, tough times aren't as tough, and you are much more in charge of your own day-to-day life. So we think of this, the book and the process, as talking to people very pragmatically, very practically, and in a very common-sense way, not at all, uh, you know, rosy-colored glasses or any false romanticism. This is practical, pragmatic, common sense, down-to-earth way to deal with these new choices that are up to each of us to make. Well, thank you, Alan. And it sounds like a conversation, Kate. In other words, we did read it not once. We read it multiple times out loud to say, is this really the way people talk? Is this really (laughs) the way we talk? And uh, so uh, hopefully the reader will find it to be kind of a a pass-it-on book we're finding that people will pass it on to others because they'll say, oh, this is just the way I talk. This is the way we uh, have our conversations in the coffee shop or around the kitchen table. You know, it does read like that. You know, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, I'm hoping we'll talk about the process of reimagining life. I know that's really the core of the book, and it's such a powerful process. You're listening to Kate Ebner. I'm talking today with Richard Leiter and Alan Weber about Life Reimagined. We'll be right back. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. 
Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. What does conscious leadership mean to you? It unites organizations instead of dividing them. By exploring commonly-based business challenges, it guarantees an increase in your bottom line. Tune in to Minding Our Business, Creating a Spiritual Economy, with your host, Nadine Rogers. Each week, we'll hear from business leaders and learn from their strategies. We'll talk about personal and organizational best practices that you can learn from, and we'll hear from you. Minding Our Business airs live Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Good morning again, and welcome back to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. Today, I'm so lucky to be joined by Alan Weber, founder of Fast Company Magazine and current candidate for the governor of New Mexico, and Richard Leiter, legendary coach, author, and educator. We're talking about Life Reimagined, the roadmap that they authored for AARP's Life Reimagined movement, inspiring people to reconsider those years between 50 and 100, and I think more broadly to, to think about that what's next moment, as we were calling it before the break. Um, I want to pick back up on, we were talking a lot about um, choice, courage, and curiosity. And really, um, Alan, you just did a great job of animating those attributes and and building on what Richard was saying before the break. Um, I would love to ask you, Richard, if you could just lay out for us the process, the powerful process for reimagining one's life. And I know that you've really got it down to uh, understanding the elements. So can you share that with us? Sure. The um, methodology or the six guideposts, the six practices in the book uh, work if you work the process. And you don't have to uh, go one, two, three, four. You can start wherever you are. But the six key elements that we found absolutely uh, fuel the life reimagined process are, number one is reflect. So reflect means simply to step back and look at the big picture. There's all kinds of ways to do that. You don't have to go off to a cave and do it. You don't have to take a day off to do it. But we live in a society that's hyper-connected, always going somewhere, never being anywhere. So what we advocate is pushing the pause button at various times to reflect and see the big picture. Secondly is connect. Once you look at where you want to go or what you want or what your big picture looks like, Connecting with others is important. Having a courageous conversation with at least one other person. And we advocate here that uh, you have a sounding board. 
and the sounding board is uh, like a kitchen cabinet. Every great book on leadership talks about who the great leader talks to, who is their inner circle. And we think all human beings need that inner circle. We call it a sounding board, and mm-hmm. it has committed listeners and catalysts and wise elders and others on it. Third, so reflect, connect. Third is explore. As Alan was talking about uh, earlier, uh, this is a reality-based process, and part of what makes it common sense or reality-based is that we go out and we discover, we open doors, we talk to people, we uh, explore what we are interested in, what we are curious about. There's all kinds of ways to do that, and basically it doesn't cost anything to do it. And uh, <clears throat> which is one of the resistances. Well, I don't have time, or I don't have the money, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't cost anything to do any of these things We in these first three. So after explore, re- reflect, connect, explore is choose. Narrowing one's choices down to one or two or several that um, now I've explored, I'd like to do a little bit deeper dive. How do I go about uh, opening this up further to see if this is a work situation or a lifestyle situation or whatever it is that I want to go deeper with. So that's the, the uh, fourth. And then the fifth step is repack. So reflect, connect, explore, choose, and then repack. If we really want to move forward, we've got to stop and look at maybe what do I need to let go of? What do I need more time for? Uh, maybe it's repack literally, tangibly, uh, your house and lighten your load or downsize. And so to move forward, we really have to look at what's really essential in the next step. What's essential for me to take the first step? What do I need to let go of or do less of in order to do more of what I really want? Finally, is the sixth point is act. And here it's take one small step. Start where you are, take one small step forward, then go back to connect, go back to reflect, go back to the other pieces. So the cycle process works if you work the process. And what's important here, Kate, is that people have a mental model. They can actually see that this isn't just random, that actually there are certain disciplines or practices that can be uh, learned from the book or from the website or in other, in other ways to really reimagine. You know, I think you're right. It is incredibly helpful that there are um, steps, that there's a mental model of these six guideposts. And just to say them once more for those listening, reflect, connect, explore, choose, repack, and act. And you can go back to visit any step as needed, it sounds like, as the process unfolds. I want to go to the word reflect. So often I find as a coach when I'm working with people that people are busy and they want to act, it's hard to believe that reflection is a good use of time when you're really busy and caught up in the fast pace of life. And I'm curious, um, Alan, to ask you maybe to share an example from your own experience about how reflecting helped you see something new or something, a new possibility for you. Can you bring that sure. one to life for us? Sure. Uh, l- let me just quick t- quickly tell you a story to, to, to to uh, agree with you vigorously about how little of our of our time uh, we spend in reflection, I I was uh, in a conversation uh, about a year ago with a philosophy professor, and I, I was asking him about um, 
life in America today where things seem so much out of proportion. And I was thinking, to be honest, very politically, I was thinking, you know, the gap between the rich and the poor in America is growing. Some people are, are getting increasingly wealthy. Others are struggling in, in poverty. And I went to the professor. I said, don't you think our, our lives in America today are out of proportion? And he kind of, as a philosophy professor, stroked his beard a little bit and said wisely, yes, I think they're very much out of proportion. I thought, great, he's going to give me a, a terrific quote about economics. He said, in America, we spend all of our time externally and very little of it internally. We don't go inside. We're always focusing on the outside, whether it's, as Richard said, through technology or it's a celebrity or it's uh, uh, entertainment. Everything is externally focused, and we rarely hit that pause button and uh, spend a little internal time to ask ourselves, what's important to me right now? What, what, what am I feeling? What am I missing? What do I want more of in my life? What do I want to make room for in my life? So that's just sort of a uh, a reflection on reflection. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my own life, I think, uh, you know, you mentioned that I'm running for governor of New Mexico. And uh, that is a function, uh, that, that decision was very much based on reflection. You don't do something uh, that challenging without hitting the pause button and, and doing a very thorough uh, internal audit of uh, what matters and, and what what you want to do with your time. And I, I, Richard knows this because he heard me uh, thinking about it, and he was my sounding board. He was part of my connection as I was going through the process of thinking about whether or not to run for governor. And it came down to, what's it, what, am I, what do I value? What do, mm-hmm. I, what do I care about in my life at this phase? Uh, what have I cared about historically? Richard, at one point, asked me to write a personal anthropology that, looked for the through line that made, uh, connected, not connected my jobs literally, but connected the values and the passions that run through my life's work. And when I got done with the process of reflection internally and connection with Richard and my wife and some other folks who I, whose opinion I cherish, I came to the conclusion that running for governor was a really um, almost inevitable uh, outcome mm of the things I've cared about in the broad course of my, my life's work. So not that everybody should run for office, but I think it's, it's this issue about the real issue is getting in touch with what's important to you and taking the time to really go inside, to, to, to pause uh, and reflect on what matters, not what can you do to fill up the day, what can you do to rip another uh, page off the calendar. But what do you do so that when you wake up in the morning, you know what quickens your pulse, and when you go to bed at night, you can say, it was a good day, I'm thinking it over, I really put my time to its best use possible. And sometimes uh, we are pushed by pain to do that reflection. Triggers in our life, things that manifest that we didn't choose, force us to think about, well, what are my options here? And, or, on the other hand, sometimes we're pulled by possibility. What am I not doing that I could be doing? What are my gifts, passions, and values? How could I extend those or express those more fully in the next phase of my life? So for Alan, my point, my optics, my look are that it's a possibility. It's not something mm-hmm. you had to do. 
He wasn't pushed to do it. Um, it's hard work, but it's it's an, it's a big learning curve, a possibility, not a pain. You know, that's a wonderful point, and you know, we're about to take a break. But I just want to add that whether you who are listening are at this moment feeling you know pushed by pain or pulled by possibility. Um, the most important thing is to understand that you actually can engage this process and begin to create, to reimagine and create the life that you really want, the life that's going to align who you are, what you care about with what you do. Um, this is Kate Ebner. I'm talking today with Alan Weber and Richard Leiter, and we're exploring Life Reimagined, uh, what it is, how to do it, and this fabulous book that they've written. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to learn more about how to reimagine your life. It's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it will be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. 
Thank you for joining me, Kate Ebner, Alan Weber, Richard Leiter, for a conversation today about reimagining life. You know, this this language is so beautiful, isn't it? Life reimagined is such beautiful language. And yet we were talking right before the break about um, how we get to the point where it feels right to reimagine our lives. And sometimes we are pulled by possibilities and we see something bigger or something more. We're really drawn to that. Other times we're pushed by pain. And I know um, that that when people uh, get to the moment where they feel like they're ready for a change, it's often surprising how much um, inner work and how much is involved in that process. I'd love it if you could share a story with us, Richard, about maybe a life reimagined story or uh, something to really illustrate how somebody can get from where they are to this other other life that they sense and really want. Maybe there's an example. Uh, well, I think the... Uh as we were talking, pushed by pain, pulled by possibility. In the book, we have about 15 stories, uh, some people well-known, but mostly uh, ordinary folks doing extraordinary things, making choices they wouldn't have made without either the pain or the possibility mm-hmm. in, in front of them. And uh, we have, uh, you know, I think it's hard to get into the details of individual lives, but we have... For example, an over-the-road truck driver named John Drury, who, when we crossed paths with him, weighed about 390 pounds and was uh, on a one-way trip to bad health and a bad second half of life. Hmm. And a 37-year-old relative of his died and kind of was a wake-up call to him that if he didn't start taking care of himself, he wasn't going to make a long life out of it either. And he entered the biggest loser contest to lose weight. Starting point was something real tangible like weight. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, uh, part of that, he was given a, a gym membership and uh, for 12 months. And uh, he went into the gym and found that uh, they were teaching Zumba dancing as part of uh, fitness and weight loss. And he grew up um, in New York and used to break dance in the streets and liked to dance, liked to move in spite of his size. He got into Zumba, pretty soon he became a Zumba instructor. And right now he's about a little over 300 pounds. He's lost about 90 pounds. And uh, he's a Zumba instructor, and he says, kiddingly, and there's a, on the LifeReimagined.org website, there's a brilliant video of his story, as there are on the website all the stories in the book are on the website mm-hmm. as well and live. You can watch them uh, or you can just read about them in the, in the book. But uh, So now he's uh, about to, I think, to go on the Ellen DeGeneres show, or that's his goal anyway at this point. He's taught Zumba dancing at the AARP big conventions. Nice. And he says, I'm the only one in the country. And he's uh, doing this, as far as I know, an over-the-road truck driver who's losing all this weight and who's become kind of a life coach slash Zumba fitness instructor. And this is his calling. He says, this is what I'm called to do now. It won't be long until he quits driving, perhaps. And um, he uh, says his his mantra is get comfortable with being uncomfortable. If you want to make changes in your life, you have to get comfortable with putting yourself out there in new situations. And that's, uh, I show that video often in speeches that I give, and people can re- everybody in the room can relate to it. And the book has many stories like that that people can relate to that are making 
choices that well, I, if this guy can do it, I can do it. Yeah, it's a great it's a great story, and actually, it's a wonderful video for anyone listening who'd like to just you know meet this man. You know, through the video, I encourage you to go and, and watch that video and other videos at lifereimagined.org. Um, you know, I want to um, switch gears just a little bit. I think that that story sort of brings brings the opportunity front and center. And Alan, I've been thinking all along that Life Reimagined is such a big idea, you know, and for many people it requires waking up to the idea that they can do far more with the second half of their lives than they were brought up to believe, you know, they may not have had the um, the perspective that they were actually walking through and across a new threshold, rather that they were sort of shutting down a career. So there's first the, the waking up that this opportunity is there, and it's, of course, there for us at any time. And then having walked across the thre- threshold towards, towards a new chapter or something different, um, how do I do it? How do I get there? Um, the new story that you are creating for yourself is an opportunity to re-engage with life. And I'm curious, Alan, if you think that it's hard to create and live a new story. What's it like to step into the new story? Yeah, great question, Kate. I think you you hit the nail on the head when you said the first thing you have to do is uh, wake up to the to the new opportunity. And it even uh, one of the things that Richard and I talked about in the writing of the book was Part of what happens, and it's, it's embedded in the book, is it requires a new vocabulary. Um, I was uh, at a, uh, an event last night, and I was talking to a gentleman, and I said, so he was about 60, 65, maybe 70, and I said, what are you doing these days? He said, I'm retired. I said, oh, yeah, what do you spend your time on? He said, incredibly hard at a uh, medical facility where I'm, uh, I, I used to work full-time, now I'm there as a part-time volunteer. I said, well, that, then you're not retired at all. You're still working very hard. You just have the wrong vocabulary. And, and so we've, we've sort of adopted uh, over the last 50 years a lot of practices and a lot of language that doesn't fit the reality that people are living. So one of the things the book tries to do is to give people a different language and to get away from the old you're either working or you're retired. Well, there's another zone. There's another uh, phase where you are choosing your own path and your own uh, ways to apply your talents and your gifts and your passions. And it's not classical retirement. It's something in between. It's a new category. So that's the first thing is we need to, we need to talk about it differently. We need to open our minds to different language for how we're living today. And then, as Richard said, it's uh, this push by pain, pulled by possibility reality is very true. We have to let go of the notion that we, we all thought we'd have stuff figured out by now. There's a chapter in the book called This Isn't What I Was Expecting. And I think that, that speaks again to what people he, you hear people say around the coffee shop is, boy, I thought I'd have it all figured out by now. I thought I'd either, my kids would have, my kids would have left home. Well, they did, and then they boomeranged back. Uh, or, you know, I thought I, my, I thought I'd be in a perfect relationship. Well, perfection is hard to find. And sometimes, uh, you're, you know, how do you know whether you're in a rut or in the groove? It's a fine line. So we're asking people to realize that sometimes life is messy and messy is okay. Uh, and that's again, a wake up, uh, recognition that things aren't the way we perhaps told ourselves or we were told by others they should be. And then, so how do you get started? And that, that is, for most folks, the, the big 
the big question. How do I start? And Richard said it earlier, you start wherever you are. You start with that first step of hitting the pause button, doing a little personal stock taking. Uh, in the book, we talk about having a, beginning a journal. Just do a, refl- a journal, a life reimagined journal where you take notes. What did you see that was different today? What did you notice that was different today? We, uh, Richard and I have talked about a take a risk a day program or take a, mm. a risk a week program where you, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be big risks. I mean, it could be the, how dangerous is, to, is it to sit down at your favorite coffee shop and when the waiter or waitress comes by to serve you, ask, just ask them their name. Find out their story. They may have been waiting on you for months and you've never looked up and said, so what is your name and how did you become a coffee shop worker? What's that like? Mm. Uh, it just means opening opening up to experience and being welcoming. Get out of that comfort zone, like Richard said, and, and open yourself up to new possibilities and see what happens. turns out it's not all that risky after all. It's actually pretty much fun when you, when you let yourself try new things. And a yes. new language and a new model is what's so exciting what's for needed. people mm-hmm. when, they, when they walk out. I'm a good example myself. I'm in my 70th year, and they say, well, uh, 50 is the new 70. <laughs> and I said, no, it's not. 70 is the new 70. There's a new way to be 70. I'm not trying to be anti-aging. I'm not trying to be younger than I am. I'm just trying to be authentically me. And so um, I'm neither, we call, I call myself a neither nor. I'm neither (laughs) young nor am I old. Right. Neither young nor old. What am I? Well, I'm just who I am authentically. So I think the core of this whole thing is owning your own authenticity and loving it. Yeah, the other, thing, the other story that Richard has told me, and it's in the book, is that people often use age as a, uh, uh, an unfortunate stand-in for how they think of themselves. You, you run into folks who say, oh, I couldn't possibly do that, whatever that is. I'm 72. You say, well, I know a lot of people who are 72 who are doing exactly that. Why can't you? Uh, mm-hmm. But it becomes kind of, again, a defense mechanism against uh, opening... Uh, uh, ourselves up to life and feeling like there are new things we can learn at any age. That it, uh, you don't have to shut down because you hit an artificial age limit. On the other hand, be authentically who you are and, and where you are in your life. Don't, mm-hmm. uh, don't, don't shy away from trying new things and learning new things. It's, it's a, I think this is, again, you talked earlier, Kate, about these are tough economic times and people feel sometimes hemmed in the other, the opposite of that is also true, that there are more ways to express yourself. There are more ways to explore possibilities. Uh, if you've always wanted to write a book, you can write a book and self-publish it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go through the hoops of finding a publisher and having somebody else uh, uh, validate your work. We can all be self-validators if we choose to do that. You know, we're going to have to take another break right now, but this has been a very important segment for so many reasons, and I thank you um, for the story that you gave us, Richard, and for this um, invitation to a new language, Alan, that you've outlined for us. Um, and I and I think that as we learn to see possibility differently, talk about 
where we are in our lives, you know, shifting out of that idea that our age is defining who we are and what we can do. I think one thing I also took from this segment is maybe some new T-shirt slogans like 70 is the new 70 and are you in a rut or a groove i love it so we're going to take a break right now we'll come back for our our last segment my guest today alan weber richard Leiter, and we're talking about the power of reimagining your life we'll be right back up-to-date business and financial news call now and get the financial information you need 866-472-5790 866-472-5790 the experts are here voice america business network do you want to take your organization to the next level the nebo company develops leaders teams and organizations to achieve their highest potential We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes' work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance, and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies. But 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Start saving today. Print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word Talk Radio to 96362. Listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Welcome back to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. I am so fortunate today to be speaking with Richard Leiter, coach, author of best-selling books that I certainly love to read and share with my clients, and Alan Weber, who edited the Harvard Business Review, founded Fast Company Magazine, and is now running for New Mexico's governor. We've been talking about Life Reimagined, and you know, this is a book, it is a movement, and that movement is taking off. Um, And I wanted to um, explore in this last section really what your visions are of the future, um, a, a different kind of a future where this this chapter of life is, is perceived and lived quite differently than it has been um, in the past uh, few decades. And before we do that, though, Richard, I want to go back to you and to the step called repacking because I do think that we tend to believe we have to sort of um, carry everything with us and just sort of add to our life stories and you the step you call repacking is really inviting people to do something quite different could you just say a few words about that 
Well, repacking is a step. Um, it, it came actually from uh, a, a similar methodology in a book called Repacking Your Bags that I co-authored. And, and uh, in that book, we talk about the good life. And really, life reimagined is a uh, distillation in many ways of the good life. And the good life has four components to it that need to be repacked or looked at. The good life is living in the place you love with the people you love, doing the right work, the work you love, on purpose with a sense of clear destiny or purpose. So repacking at certain inflection points, trigger points in our lives, choice points, we need to repack and look at are we living where we want to live? What about our relationships? How are we doing there? Uh, are we doing work that fits our gifts, passions, and values that's in clear alignment with us at this stage? And do we have a reason to get up in the morning? Do we have a sense of purpose? So repacking is really looking at what do I need to let go of to lighten my load so that I have the time, the energy, the money, perhaps um, the wherewithal to move forward. Too often we're weighed down by the past. We're weighed down by our old story. We're weighed down by our calendars, by other people's demands on us, and on and on. So we need to take a close look at that. So one quick thing that I advocate, and we advocate, is that uh, people say, well, how do we get started to repack? And I say, well, just go home and clean out one drawer. Open one your junk drawer, one drawer, and ask yourself, what's next? Where do I want to go in the next phase of my life? Will this stuff in this drawer serve that or not? And put the things that you don't serve it in one box and either sell it or give it away. And if you can't decide, put it in a question mark box and date it a year from now. And then put the other stuff that will serve the next phase of your life back. And it's amazing how many emails and how much energy I get in a room when I talk about this. Mm -hmm. People say, I'm going to do this drawer or I'm going to do this closet. And we get letters from people who all of a sudden sold their whole house because (laughs) they realize that that the drawer led to a closet, led to the larger question of why am I living in this place in the beginning? It's not really where wow. I want to be. So wow. repacking it can be very tangible or it can be a metaphoric in terms of letting go of parts of your story that are holding you back. Fantastic. Thank you for explaining that. And I love that exercise. I think I'm going to do that myself, actually, over the next couple of weeks. Um, well, in the remaining five minutes that we have, and I know this is barely you know, the tip of the iceberg in terms of the kind of answer that this question could, could give us, but I would love to invite you each to share um, a vision of a world where people really know how to reimagine their lives. You know, So in a world where that's happening, what does it mean to be between 50 and 100? What are people doing? Um, Alan, why don't you go first? Well, let me, um, let me sort of sketch out what the shift is that we're advocating and, and that the book articulates. And I think it leads to a vision of, of a different mindset and therefore a different spirit and a different sense of possibility. So Richard was talking earlier about the change from the old story to the new story. The old story was about aging. And the new story is about living. The old story was about retiring, and the new story is about reimagining. Mm-hmm. The old story was about growing old, and the new story is about growing whole. Uh, the old story was about declining as you age. The new story is about discovering as we age. 
the old story suggested that everybody had to have the right answer and that there was a one-size-fits-all solution to what do we do with our lives. And the new story says we're not really looking for answers. We're living in questions. Uh, The old story was about finding advice, and the new story is about gaining allies or being an ally with someone else or for someone else. And the the old story was about uh, contracting, life getting smaller, and the new story is about connecting and building networks and and, uh, connections with people so we all live healthier, more whole, more fully realized lives. So when we talk about this as a movement, it is literally a movement where, as Richard said, everybody gets to imagine their own way. Everybody's life is an experiment of one, but nobody has to go it alone. And I could see uh, Life Reimagined spreading across America and around the world as a very optimistic and practical approach to getting in touch with what matters for each of us and then using our time and our energy and our talent and our gifts to make a difference with our lives and in the lives of others. And Richard has told me, and it's one of the things that's embedded in the book, that the best way to discover your purpose is to give your gifts away. Mm-hmm. When you start giving your gifts away to other people, it puts you in touch with a purpose that you could never have found if you thought it was actually about you. Your purpose is actually about others. And that's you discover nice. it when you connect with others and make their lives better. Fantastic. And I would just Thank- throw in that uh, T.S. Eliot said... Uh, Old men, and he could have said old women, but he was a man. Old men ought to be explorers. And I see the future of millions of explorers, people who are exploring inner space and outer space, meaning out there in the world. And don't, people who are saying age is not my identity. So the, the password is don't let age become your identity. Let your authenticity be your identity. And uh, I think that's what I see as... Uh, and the language of reimagine, the model, is in the zeitgeist. It's out there. People talk about it as if it's the reality, not as if it's a new reality. That's right. Well, you know, as as we've as the two of you have shared with us this hour, it has just been so energizing to hear you talk, to hear you talk to each other as well as to us. And you know, I, I know that the work that you've done um, to create this, and the Richard, the lifetime of work that you've done to um, to find these simple truths and this process that fits together so beautifully to make this invitation. Uh, it's just incredibly powerful. And, and I wonder, for our listeners today, where can people go to learn more or to begin to reimagine their lives? Well, certainly the book is a starting point, And in the back of the book, there's a conversations place with 10 quick questions that you can dialogue around. And that's a great starting point. And then there's the AARP website, lifereimagined.org, which is uh, coming out in its all-new 2.0 version in the next couple months. Mm-hmm. A brilliant website in terms of uh, inspiration and stories and simple tools. Fantastic. Um, well, we have literally 30 seconds left, and you know what I what I would like to do is give you each 10 seconds to give one small nugget of encouragement to our listeners. Richard, you first. Don't let age become your identity. Be you uh, fully fully engaged, fully present. Wow, great. Thank you. And Alan? 
I think the whole idea of uh, life reimagined is an invitation. It's a it's an opportunity to ask your own question, what's next for me, and then explore. As Richard said, go look for answers in your own way and discover what works for you. It's it's both inspiration, but it's very very practical. And uh, remember, we're all we're all doing this together. Nobody's doing it alone. Thank you so much. My guests today have been, as you know, Richard Leiter and Alan Weber. We've been talking about Life Reimagined, and I want to invite everybody who's listening to participate in this process and to, to begin your own process of reimagining life. Thank you so much for joining us today. Kate, thank you, Kate. Thank you very much. You're welcome. We sincerely hope you've enjoyed hearing from leaders who are using vision to create an inspiring future. Please join host Kate Ebner for another edition of Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business Channel. Meanwhile, visit www.nebocompany.com for more tips on bringing your own vision to life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.